We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall never surrender until in God's good time, the new world with all its power and might steps forth to the rescue and the liberation of people. Four student organizations at Arizona State University call upon the administration to disadmit, to expel Kyle Rittenhouse from the university. The verdict doesn't matter. His innocence is irrelevant. They want his head. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. Welcome to today's Rebellion. As I said in the introduction, today's story is about Kyle Rittenhouse, and it's about the reaction from his fellow students at Arizona State University, and how just this last week they came out and demanded that the administration, the president, the staff, the faculty, the provost, the VPs, withdraw, quote-unquote, Kyle Rittenhouse from their campus, that they want this, quote, killer off of their campus and that they're calling Kyle Rittenhouse a violent, bloodthirsty murderer, and that they don't feel safe if he's enrolled at Arizona State University. That's today's story. Now, I'll give you a little uh, teaser as to what I'm going to talk about after the break. First of all, the word withdraw is meaningless in their call to the administration of ASU. Withdraw is something that you do as an individual. You take the initiative to withdraw from college or university. That's what you as a student have the right to do. Um, <laughs> when you're withdrawn by somebody else, i.e. when you're kicked out of school, when you're expelled, that's not withdrawing. So even in their call to the ASU administration to withdraw Kyle Rittenhouse, these students and these organizations are playing with words and they're twisting them and they're manipulating them. They're turning them upside down. They're using withdraw in an inappropriate way is what I'm trying to say. And how do I know all of this? Because I was a university president for 17 years. You withdraw as an individual. If you are expelled or kicked out, that is something the administration chooses to do or the faculty choose to do because you're in violation of institutional policies. You've either failed to meet the grade or you failed to measure up to the common standards, the moral standards, the academic standards of the institution. So uh, this, these organizations are, are rife with turning words upside down. They do it all the time and they lie as the result of doing that because they change the vocabulary to fit their purposes. Bottom line, they're not calling to withdraw Kyle Rittenhouse. They're calling to kick him out, to expel him, because he apparently isn't willing to take the initiative himself right now. Another thing to consider is the fact that Kyle Rittenhouse is enrolled presently as an online student. He's not even on campus. So how can you feel threatened by somebody when he's an online uh, registrant? He's not there. He's not physically present to do anything. You're not going to cross his path in the dormitory or the sidewalk or at a football game. He's online, my land. So why do you feel so threatened by an online student? 
This is a political statement. It has nothing to do with the reality of keeping the campus safe. Now, before we take a break, I'd like to remind you that this is the Christmas season, and therefore you're probably looking for uh, ideas on Christmas gifts. Please consider my two books, Grow Up, Life Isn't Safe, But It's Good, and the prequel to that, Not a Daycare, The Devastating Consequences of Abandoning Truth. You can purchase any of these books at your favorite online bookstore. Consider buying more than one copy of each and giving them away as Christmas gifts, because quite frankly, those two books represent the antidote to this disease, this disease that I'm going to share with you and um, use this ASU story, this Arizona State University student organization demand as being symptomatic of this disease that is prevailing across our land right now. The disease is not COVID. It is not any of the variants of COVID. It is this, uh, it's socialism, it's communism, it's collectivism, it's this anger and rage that these student, rep- these student groups represent in this story that I'm going to share with you after the break. So consider buying Not a Daycare, The Devastating Consequences of Abandoning Truth, as well as Grow Up, Life Isn't Safe, But It's Good. Buy more than one copy. Give them away as Christmas gifts to anybody and everybody in your circle of family and friends. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion, and I will be right back in a couple minutes. Okay, welcome back to The Rebellion. So again, the story for the day is the Arizona State University call to expel Kyle Rittenhouse. That's not the language they're using. They, referring to the four student groups that are demanding it, again, they're lying. They're using the word withdraw when they should be using the words kicked out or expel, because that's really what they're demanding of the president, the provost, and all others at Arizona State University. Here's the headline as it's reported in Fox News just a day ago. Arizona State University students demand administration to withdraw Kyle Rittenhouse because He's a killer, and they want him off their campus. Their language, in quotation, is killer off of our campus. They also call Kyle Rittenhouse a violent, bloodthirsty murderer in their letter to the administration of ASU, Arizona State University. This is reported by Adam Sabes, again, Fox News, just yesterday. Um, here's a little bit out of the article to set the context for my commentary that is to follow. Several left-leaning student organizations at Arizona State University are demanding that the administration withdraw Kyle Rittenhouse from the university. The Arizona State University Students for Socialism, that's the first group. The second group is Students for Justice in Palestine. And the third group is the Multicultural Society Uh, excuse me, Multicultural Solidarity Coalition is the third group. And then the fourth group is MECHA, M-E-C-H-A, de Arizona State University, MECHA de ASU. These are the four groups that are calling on Arizona State University administration to take action against Kyle Rittenhouse by withdrawing him from the university and releasing a statement against him. The four groups that are calling for Rittenhouse, again, to be removed, to be expelled from the university, are as follows. Okay, this is my summary of what I just said from the article. And I want you to hear this because the summary is important. The four groups are the Arizona State University Students for Socialism, 
the Students for Justice in Palestine, the Multicultural Solidarity Coalition, and Mecha Day ASU. Those are the four groups. Now, let's review them. The Arizona students, Arizona State University Students for Socialism. This obviously is a group that believes in socialism, right? So by definition, they are a group that stands for anti-capitalism, anti-private property. They're anti-Christian and anti-Constitution. Why do I say that about the Arizona State University Students for Socialism? Because socialism is anti-capitalism. Socialism believes in redistribution. Socialism doesn't believe in private property. In fact, they would argue that private property is the bane of our existence, that all property should be taken from those who've acquired it and redistributed to those who don't have it. It's anti-Christian. Why? Because, first of all, socialism is materialistic and it degrades and demeans the spiritual. It, it, it doesn't believe in the revelation of Christianity. It believes in materialism as the only measure of what's just and right and good. So it's anti-Christian. It also, it also elevates something that Christianity and Judaism has held as a sin for 4,000 years since the Ten Commandments, and that is covetousness. Socialism elevates covetousness as a virtue rather than a vice. Uh, the Ten Commandments condemn coveting. Thou shalt not covet. Okay, what does covet mean? It means you want your neighbor's stuff. He has more of it than I do. Therefore, I deserve it. He doesn't. Take from him and give to me. That's my layman's definition of coveting. Isn't that part and parcel of what socialism is? It actually says that coveting your neighbor's stuff is a good thing rather than a bad thing, and it elevates a political system to get that done. So the Arizona State University Students for Socialism are anti-capitalistic, anti-private property, anti-Christian, and anti-Constitution. Why anti-Constitution? Because the United States Constitution protects private property, individual liberty, and it assumes all of those things as being good because of Christian biblical morality and the assumptions therein, rather than disparaging Christian morality and accusing it of being the reason for everything that's bad in our culture and in our systems. Socialism is anti-capitalistic, anti-private property, anti-Christian, and anti-constitution. Well, the second group that I mentioned is the Students for Justice in Palestine. So they're pro-Palestine, right? Which by definition today means they're anti-Israel. They're anti-Semitic. These people are are anti-Jews. Enough said. So these people are racial bigots. They're racists because they don't believe the Jewish people have the right to their own state, to their own government, to their own freedom and their own liberty and their own boundaries. They think all of that should be taken away. They're pro-Palestinian, therefore they're anti-Israel. So we have socialism and we have anti-Semitic ideology. And then the third group was what? This is the multicultural organization, the Multicultural Solidarity Coalition. And by definition, 
multiculturalism today is essentially anti-American culture. So anytime you hear the words multicultural or the word multicultural, I think you should assume that it's essentially anti-established culture because they don't believe in American values, American uh, uh, history. They want to deconstruct all of it and they want to reconstruct the American culture in their vision of what would be a multiculture. And multiculturalism would be a land with no boundaries and a land with no constitution, a land that would be driven by power of the elites that acquire their status through a revolution rather than resting on the revealed nature of our constitution and our American way of life. So we have socialism, we have anti-Semitic uh, ideology, and then we have this multiculturalism, which by definition is anti-American culture. And then we have Mecha, M-E-C-H-A. I'm going to argue, and I'm going to spend the majority of the rest of the show telling you what's wrong with this organization, why it's emblematic of the entire problem. Mecha, M-E-C-H-A, is an acronym. And it's, I'm going to try to pronounce it at least close to the way it should be pronounced in Spanish. And then I'm going to share with you what the English translation of that is. So again, Mecha is Movimiento Estudiantil Chicano de Aztlan, A-Z-T-L-A-N. And what does that mean? It's an acronym and essentially means this, the Chicano Student Movement of Aztlan, A-Z-T-L-A-N. What's A-Z-T-L-A-N? Well, you should recognize it. It's Aztec. It's the land of the Aztecs. So it's the Chicano student movement of the land of the Aztecs. Now, here's more on this organization. And everything I'm going to share with you right now is from their own self-description. I'm going to read to you from their own uh, Wikipedia page, which they control, obviously. You know that if you're on Wikipedia. Uh, you can go in and edit it to make sure that it's accurate. So you can assume that's what, said, what is said about this ME. CHA organization on Wikipedia is pretty much accurate. But even if you want to challenge what I'm reading from Wikipedia, I'm going to read from their own website as it is published at Arizona State University. I'm going to read from their own mission statement. So this is the Chicano student movement of Aztlan. And this is a U.S.-based organization that seeks to promote Chicano unity and empowerment through political action. Okay. The acronym M-E-C-H-A of the organization's name is the Chicano word for mecha. Well, what does mecha mean? Well, it means match. The English translation of mecha would be match. In other words, the match that you use to start a fire. Um, mecha is symbolic of fire or spark or fuse or wick, if you will, in Spanish. So mecha is specifically chosen as an acronym to start a fire. Well, what fire is it that they want to start? Well, their motto might give you a hint to that. It's Le Union Jose Le Forenza. And what does that mean? It means unity through strength or strength through unity. Now, does that sound familiar to you? Strength through unity, the motto of Mecha. Well, it should because 
It's a communist motto. Now, remember a few shows ago, I shared with you what the upraised power fist means and what its history is. The black power fist, the gay power fist, the queer power fist, the fist that was posted on uh, everybody's Twitter feed when they when they supported Juneteenth uh, several months ago, that Twitter automatically put the upraised fist on your tweet without you even knowing it if you said anything about Juneteenth. Well, that upraised fist is uh, it's emblematic of the Bolshevik Revolution. It goes back to 1917-18. That fist means strength through unity. It's the communist symbol. It's emblematic of the Bolshevik Revolution, the overthrow of the bourgeoisie and the uprising of the proletariat. A movement, by the way, that resulted in 100 million deaths. The irony of this whole story that I'm sharing with you is these student organizations are saying they feel threatened by Kyle Rittenhouse because he's a violent, bloodthirsty murderer. All of these organizations are grounded in Marxism and Leninism, which resulted in 100 million people being executed. And that is probably an underestimate. So isn't it ironic that they're saying they feel threatened while their very agenda is grounded in the violent overthrow of the established system and the elevation of a worldview, i.e. Marxism, that killed 100 million people and justified it and justified it as a moral good. Again, you can't make this stuff up. These student organizations are communist organizations that believe in killing hundreds of millions of people for their moral good of redistribution and the overthrow of the existing structures, the Constitutional Republic of the United States of America. Why do I say overthrow? It's because they say it. One of the other words that they use in defining themselves is reconquest. That's their term, reconquest. Now, what does that mean? Reconquer. Reconquer what? Well, the land of the Aztecs, A-Z-T-L-A-N. It's in their acronym. It's the A at the end of M-E-C-H-A. A-Z-T-L-A-N. In. This is the land of the Aztecs. And what would that land be that they want to reconquer? It's the south, southwestern portion of the United States people. It needs to be returned. Returned to where? Well, maybe Mexico or maybe even take the land back from the Mexican government and reclaim it under the title of Aztlan. A-Z-T-L-A-N. These, this, this land you can you can go look this up. This land is actually well defined. It would include the states of Texas, New Mexico, Arizona, California, Utah, Nevada, and a major portion of Colorado. That is the land that they believe should be reconquered. Again, not making this up. That's what they choose to say about themselves by including the A in Mecha, the acronym. Now, let's go to their own mission statement. I'm reading this from their mission statement as they wrote it and published it at Arizona State University. The mission of Mecha. 
must take it upon itself to organize and politicize our communities to build power to enact liberatory politics. Interesting. Organize, politicize, and power. They say it in the first sentence. This is also what they say. This means not only combating the legacies of colonization, such as capitalism and white supremacy, but creating a movement that centers black, indigenous, queer, trans, and femi people. So again, their second sentence says that they are going to combat colonization and that they think colonization, by definition, includes two very bad things, two, two terrible sins, capitalism, capitalism and white supremacy. Well, I would argue that capitalism is not necessarily a sin. I would argue that capitalism has given us a greater measure of human dignity and freedom than any other economic system that's ever been thought up by man. That capitalism actually gives you the stuff that you have worked for and gives you the individual freedom and liberty and dignity of controlling that stuff rather than having to give it away to somebody else that covets it and wants a portion of it, if not all of it. So capitalism being equated to white supremacy, uh, that's a logical fallacy in and of itself. That's a straw man that you could easily knock down. Now, if white supremacy is real, then I believe that it is bad. But they're saying that just because you've been colonized by Europe, that you by definition are guilty of white supremacy. Well, that's interesting, isn't it? Because if you look at the multicultural, to use the word appropriately, reality of Western Europe and the United States and Canada, if you look at the multiracial uh, realities of our culture, that we are a melting pot and that we aren't uh, cultures that celebrate uh, any one race as being superior over another race. And in fact, our founding principles called upon us to fight against slavery in the United States, for example, and the abolition of the slave trade in the United Kingdom, William Wilberforce and whatnot. And because we've embraced a colorblind philosophy of our communities and our cultures, rather than a color-fixated philosophy, such as what now BLM and Mecha advocate, that somehow we're being accused of being white supremacists for being colorblind rather than color-fixated. Again, a reversal of definitions. It's those committing the sin, blaming other people for the same sin that they're committing so that you will be distracted by the evil nature of their agenda. That's, that's exactly what it is. So back to the actual words of Mecha. This means not only combating the legacies of colonization, such as capitalism and white supremacy, but creating a movement that centers black, indigenous, queer, trans, and femi people. So there they are. They're equating those people that define themselves by their libido, by their sexual desires and inclinations, with people that actually have a biological distinction, such as blacks, natives, females, etc. These are biological distinctions that are real rather than these fabricated identities that come with the queer, trans, LGBTQIA movement. But they meld the two together and they try to have um, a coalition of the disenfranchised that will rise up and overthrow and reconquer the land of the Aztecs. That's what these people are saying. I'm not making it up. I'm reading from their mission statement. They say this, we must never let our goal be assimilation. They don't believe in assimilation. 
They, they say that this will never lead to equality and liberation, that they must build the power of their communities to abolish the structures that maintain a collective oppression. Again, their language, not mine. They say we do the work of politicization to struggle for the self-determination of all people as even the empowerment of Mecha alone will never be enough. The machistas, they call themselves. Our empowerment will never be enough. This means that we must devote ourselves to end colonialism, anti-black racism, heteronormity. They're actually calling for the elimination of heteronormity. If you believe that men were created as men, that's biological fact, scientific, empirically obvious fact, and that women likewise are not fabrications, that they are actually facts. If you believe in heteronormity, if you believe in the nuclear family, that it's best for a mother and a father, a man and a woman, a male and a female, to raise their own children, and if you believe that that's the core of a healthy culture and society, then you should be eliminated because that's heteronormity. They believe in the elimination of borders and prisons. This is their language. They're saying it. They believe that all of this represents the legacy of colonization and that it should be abolished. Again, I'm reading from their mission statement. They say this, our work against colonization does not stop here. We must combat its continuation through promoting anti-imperialist politics and ending the ways in which we ourselves uphold colonization. All this for the purpose of liberation itself. Close quote. That's this organization. Now, I've got a lot more I want to say about this. But I just described to you one of the organizations in great detail. I just described in great detail one of the organizations that has a problem with Rittenhouse attending Arizona State University. The hypocrisy here is incredible. First of all, Rittenhouse was found innocent. He was acquitted by a jury. These people, uh, Mecha, obviously don't believe in our current system of justice, in a trial by jury, in innocent and pro until proven guilty. They don't believe that. They are essentially elevating a lynch mob that will take care of all of this as they see fit, rather than allowing our justice system to do its good work. There's so much more here. These people are grounding their opposition to Rittenhouse in Marxism. They want to get rid of a bloodthirsty murderer while their entire worldview was founded by a bloodthirsty murderer. We have to recognize that this stuff is evil. We have to confront it. The devastating consequences of abandoning the truth that this is evil is going to result in our country being reconquered by those that want to chant Pancha Day, Pancha Day to an Aztec god of human sacrifice in your schools and teach your kids that that is a higher moral good than the very Constitution of the United States in a biblical worldview. I'm going to discuss more of this story in tomorrow's show. But for today, just remember that in times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. <laughs>